Hey, welcome to late for a long time. Shut up! It's time to start the show. No, <laughs> and that's this is late night. <laughs> uh, we just had Patron shots. Welcome to Seattle, where the players play. play, play, play. It's late night in Seattle. Hey, everyone! It's uh, hi, Barbie. It's Ken. I'm in my Ken hey, era. It's, it's uh. You it's kind of look your like late night Seattle. I do have my blue. Yeah, I have my Ken hair. Uh, none of you can see oh, this. Oh, are you dressed but... up for the movie? No, I was gonna put on a pink button down though. Ah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, welcome to Late Night in Seattle, everyone. It's not Ken, it's Robbie, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. We are recording before I go see Barbie later, uh, in about an hour and a half. So, um, Adam, how are you doing today? Doing good. Just missing out. I got a little FOMO not seeing the Barbie movie, but maybe next week or something like that. Uh, It's pretty cool. We're episode 41, uh, been around for over a year now, and... It turns out no one good in Seattle sports history has ever worn number 41, so I no need to have a real intro for this episode. It's our Dirk Nowitzki episode. There you go. Yeah, German. I've mentioned in past late night episodes, in Germany. late night in Deutschland, uh, he is like my favorite athlete of all time next to Ichiro, so uh, I'm very proud of this episode. Yeah, so what do we got on tap today for our listeners? Boy, we got some Seahawks, we got some Seattle Storm, we got some U.S. Women's National Team at the World Cup, we got some Mariners, we got yeah. some Huya! Damn. <laughs> uh, I, do not have, I do not have a hot take today, although sometimes things happen and I come up with one on the fly. And then we have, of course, the, the lightning round. round. <laughs> So, without further ado, Adam, would you like to kick us off on current events? Yeah, so we're going to jump right into everyone's favorite topic, the Seahawks. And training camp just begun without our first pick, number five pick, Witherspoon at cornerback. What's going on there? Well, a little birdie, a little Seahawk told me, which is um, actually just regional news uh, that everyone could read, but they're listening to it from us. Uh, training camp opened up today with uh, one notable absence. Devin Witherspoon is holding out. Apparently, uh, he is quibbling over the signing bonus that he is due. Um, his, uh, you know, the rookie pay scale is set in stone and non-negotiable. Uh, but Devin Witherspoon would like his like mandated $20 million signing bonus all up front, whereas the Seahawks traditionally spread out signing bonuses over the lifetime of a rookie contract. A little bit of paternalism, maybe. Like, you know, we know better than you how to give you $20 million. I don't really understand the thought process there. Um, I don't think it has salary cap implications, so I'm a little befuddled by this. But yeah, Devin Witherspoon, uh, not in camp today. Uh, think, concerning? Uh, well, so our cornerback position was pretty good last year, so I'm not too concerned about Witherspoon being out. If if he is uh, of Tariq Woolen's level and he ends up starting the season, which I would expect uh, at some point at least, our team would be very, very good on the outside. So... 
it is concerning if if he's out. Um, but I do feel good about our backup options. Obviously, at some point, Witherspoon's going to sign, right? Like, no rookie is going to go through all of training camp without signing. Um, I don't really understand like a signing bonus in my in my head should be all at once when you get when you sign. Yeah, in my opinion, but uh, obviously the NFL works differently, and yeah. So did you know that 259 players were drafted in the NFL draft this year and Devin Witherspoon is the only one who hasn't <laughs> who hasn't <laughs> uh signed his contract yet? I want who's his agent? I wonder is it Drew what, Rosenhaus or is he his own agent? Who's 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 ta- someone's telling him to to not sign, right? Like someone's like you got all the leverage. You're the number 5 pick. You should get everything up front. Yeah, so I said spread out over the lifetime. It's actually for the sake of yearly cash expenditures. Uh, they typically pay two-thirds to 75% first year uh, to the rookie signing bonus and then the rest next spring. So um, this is really – he wants his $20 million now and they want to give him $16 million, you know, 13 oh to $16 million now. And he wants, uh, you know, they're <sighs> – squabbling over seven you know five to seven million dollars it's kind of um a little upsetting what do you think knowing that it's if it's that much up front and you're talking about 80 20 right like it's not not that big of a deal oh i i mean he he obviously thinks he has all the leverage i don't know if his agent's holding him up but it's it's not a good look for someone coming in his first year i feel like we picked him kind of as a partially because he has good character and partially because of his obviously a lot to do with his talent and stuff but there were maybe more talented players i think in the nfl draft at the number five spot um so like knowing that in my opinion we drafted him slightly higher than he should have gone due to character it's a little concerning since this is in my opinion not the best showing in terms of that so i don't know I, I agree. I think he's making a mistake, and I think it doesn't reflect very well on him. But ultimately, um, he's going to sign his contract, and um, he's going to start playing with the Hawks. So, like, I don't think he's going to. At some point, it long. doesn't matter. Yeah, this is I mean, going to wind up being a blip on the radar. I think. Um, would you? Would you? How? What? Like? Would you hold out over this? Personally, if it was that kind of money that we're talking about, and he was guaranteed sixteen million out of the twenty, like who? I wouldn't. I would sign that right away. He's already making more money than any running back in the league as a rookie. <laughs> nice, and that's a fact too. So technically, yeah, McCaffrey makes like sixteen point oh one or something a year. But yeah, no, I mean it's it's. Stupid money anyways, like, the fact that he's getting paid with zero experience as a professional, that much money is ridiculous, right? Just just sign it, man. It's it's not like it's any worse than anyone else. It's a good contract. All right, You anyways. heard it here first, folks. Devin Witherspoon, sign your contract. What's next? So, still with the Seahawks, we got a few topics here. We got Nawasu signing... A three-year, $59 million. What else? You said some guaranteed money involved in that, too. 
Uh, $32 million of that will be guaranteed. The other twenty-seven Ooh. is going to be uh, in, you know, incentives. So apparently some pens at VMAX still have some ink in them. Um, I'm, maybe you're trying to use the rest of the ink. And Devin said, ah, oh, what the heck? And he licked the point of the pen and he said, I can't sign my damn contract. I guess I'll just have to not show up to camp. Oh, well... Um, but yeah, we were, I mean, we were singing Uchen and Nwasu's praises oh, yeah. like, all year last year. We were big Nwasu fans. He was probably the anchor of our defense, I'd say. He, I think, played a more important role for our defense than anyone else. Even, I would say, more important than Tariq Woolen, just being able to stop, stuff the run and get to the quarterback and just... There's a reason why he earned three year fifty nine million dollars. He's he's yeah. The real I mean deal. he he tied with the lead, uh, the team lead in sacks with nine point five. He had a team high twenty six quarterback hits, which was also ninth in the NFL last year. Twelve tackles for lost for loss, three forced mm-hmm. fumbles, and on top of that, four passes defended. Like, are you kidding me? He really wonder- did it all, and and it's uh, it's huge that they locked him down longer term. Yeah, we probably need him a little more with Jordan Brooks out. And then I would think that maybe leaves a spot open for Boye Mafe to get a little more playing time this year with Jordan Brooks out for the early part of the season. So should be really exciting to see some, you know, Nawasu back. We're going to get, you know, our, I don't, I don't want to call him, obviously, Bobby Wagner, whatever. I was going to be, for some reason, I was going to say Legion of Boom linebacker but obviously he wasn't part of the legion of boom but he's there at the time anyways bobby wagner is coming back after like one of his best seasons of all time at the age of 77 and then we're gonna get <laughs> boye mafia potentially have a chance at outside linebacker this season as jordan brooks is out so should be pretty exciting to see see that talent come out i look forward to seeing how the two five defensive front uh fares oh god this year. <laughs> i hope I I hope we go back to the four three uh, <laughs> and next news topic s- sticking with the linebacker Ben Burkhaven getting a shot to re-sign or play with the Seahawks. Uh, not much to say there, but yeah, the, the Husky alum we all know and love. Uh, special single teams season all time uh, single season leader in tackles for the yep. Dogs. Yep, like hundred and ninety tackles one year. He. Um, Pretty cool guy, and he had a really good head of hair back in those days, although I think he cut it for the NFL. <laughs> so BBK uh, should be, hopefully get a chance, at least as a special teamer. With Again, with Jordan Brooks out, they're probably looking for someone to fill in. At least a linebacker position, as a either on the practice squad or special teams again. So hopefully he gets a shot there. And then the final topic for the Seahawks, we got Geno Smith. Ranked number 77th best player in the NFL, which is pretty good, probably considering he wasn't even ranked top 1,000 last year, before last year. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he was the 77th best quarterback before last year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it, it probably is true. And then uh, I think DK was left off the top 100 list, which is, a lot of people say is got shafted a little bit, but I'm sure Lockett also got left off. No one's bad an eye. But anyways... That's that's the Seahawks update. Should we move on to the our favorite women's basketball team? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hear about the guns. The Lady Bulldogs have gone. Yeah, yeah, just kidding. It's the Seattle Storm. 
Yeah, Storm, what's going on? Well, last week we talked about Jewel Lloyd. Uh, she had a really good performance in the All-Star game where she won the MVP. Uh, her next couple games, she played extremely poorly and scored barely double digits, shooting a uh, very low field goal percent. So not the strongest start. And obviously the Storm lost uh, those games just because... I mean, if Jewel Lloyd's not playing to her 30 points a game, we, we don't really have a shot, so. Yeah, their last game, uh, so the Storm are 4-19 right now. They really, Oof. they're on a bit of a skid. They have lost their last uh, six games, seven, eight. I'm, I, they have not won a game in the month of July. They're 0-8 in July. Um, they were over in New York playing the Liberty. Uh, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Ionescu. Um, Sabrina Ionescu, a rookie out of Oregon, second who year. I nonetheless respect. Oh, sorry, second year, you're right. Uh, got her fourth career triple-double against us. Um, we were uh, up by 18 in the second half and lost by four. So Brianna Stewart had Dang. 22 points, and Sabrina Ionescu uh, must really love the Hawks because she had 12 points. 12 rebounds and 12 assists in that game. Um, and just so you know, like we, we are big on, on the storm. If you don't recall, I think last year during the off season, Thaddeus called in and asked uh, us it, whether we think Brianna Stewart's going to stay or go to New York. And I think we did a little bit of research there and said, essentially like we know Brianna is going to leave and no one was surprised, but uh Yeah. Uh, I was, you predicted her leaving, and I predicted, I was, like, very sentimental about it, so um, credit to you for seeing the writing on the wall on that one. Gosh, I hate Brianna Stewart. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish, like, when she came, you know how uh, when A-Rod came to Seattle, people would throw money at at him? I wish we did The Monopoly money? Yeah. Yeah, we just... It's like, damn you for taking your $100,000 a year contract. <laughs> yeah, damn, that's a good point. They really have to chase the money in the WNBA, don't they? Ugh. I, th- I um, think that she's probably not making more on a contract there or too much more. It's probably some other, you know, being in New York, she's getting some media deals too. True. So, that she would not exposure get in closer yeah. to home, and, and she's from New her York, yeah. partner. She's you know she's from Syracuse. Her partner lives in is from Spain, and you know quick hop across the pond to Spain. So last yeah, current well, event you know, topic. Uh, just want to end on a high note. Uh, Jewel Lloyd is still leading the WNBA in scoring, and we hope that they can win a few games before the season wraps up. I bet they went. They can win five. I would put my money on them winning at least five total games. (laughs) Wow. What's our next topic, Adam? We got the Women's World Cup. Woo! And USA is undefeated right now. I, I believe. I believe that. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. That's right. Mia Hamm and squad, just get Megan Rapino and squad uh, took on Vietnam 3-0. That was like a few days ago, so I don't know if we should be pretty good, but that was our last match, so we're 1-0 right now. 
Yeah, we're tied with Netherlands, uh, 0-0, nil-nil in the 16th minute right now. Um, there we go. Netherlands is like the other kind of really strong strong squad in the group especially, but one of the best um, teams in the world. So this is kind of, could be a preview of a semifinal or final matchup. Again, they couldn't are, meet in the finals, but yeah. There are five OL Reign on the United States women's national team so god that's so cool. very very exciting stuff uh again the u.s this year they're the favorites to win the world cup but the the gap is closing quickly and I, I know like women's world cup we've won the gold pretty much every year for the most part every time every four years but this year it's it's not guaranteed by any means so um, as the world catches up, we hope to keep just beating Netherlands. You know, that's a tough team. So we'll see what happens. 17th minute, still nil-nil. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Just kidding. Netherlands just scored. No! Okay, well, by the time you listen to this episode, you'll find out that the U.S. came back to win 3-1. to one. That's my prediction. Wow. All right, so... I guess we could move on to our ding 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 <laughs> main, main event. event. Wow! So, how negative were we on the Mariners last time we talked about these guys? I, I feel said, like we were harping on yeah. them pretty bad. Um, I think two episodes ago we were like the worst. We've been pretty negative and. When we started the podcast, we always said we would be the positive tune to Mariners baseball, even when they are terrible. And uh, we we didn't hold our own. So let's talk about some good stuff that's happening with the Mariners. And one good thing they are doing happened. good right oh, now. Yeah, they are doing well. They are they four are and well. two since last time we spoke. So uh, they are exceeding all expectations by one game. Well, I thought they'd be three and three by this point. I'm extremely excited to talk about Julio Rodriguez this episode. Yeah. Julio! Julio Julio has um, had quite the week since the the last time we spoke. He's really had quite the last 24 hours. So to give you a quick rundown, uh, last weekend the Blue Jays came into town and the M's had three straight one-run games against them. Uh, they took two out of three, winning three to two, and then nine to eight on Friday and Saturday. Uh, that nine to eight game was particularly bonkers, considering we were down beep a doop a doo. Um, we were down seven to four going into the bottom of the seventh inning. We scored five runs in the seventh and wound up holding on for a nine eight win. Uh, nine runs on nine hits. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Julio got his first home run since June 24th on on that day. Woo! And he hasn't really slowed down. They dropped that game on Sunday. Uh, I went to the Taylor Swift concert and ran into all the Blue Jays fans leaving the stadium as I was trying to go into Taylor Swift. And then we headed off to Minneapolis to face the Twins. Um, you want to talk about Julio? What, what's Julio been up to since he went over to Minneapolis? Yes, yeah, so the Mariners won the series against the Twins. 
and the last two games have been bonkers. So, in total, the Mariners scored 17 runs, and the Twins have scored 14 in the last two games. We won the series. Uh, we won two of the three games against the Twins. But the last two games we won in fashion, I would say, offensively. And Julio, in the last two games, has hit three home runs. <laughs> so, that's correct, right? Like, he hit three home that runs. That is correct. Yes. Um, uh, he so, hit a game-tying game tying home run last night. It was his second home run of the game. It's his second career multi-home run game. And um, last yeah, he episode, tied it, up, tied it up at six. Last episode, we talked about how, uh, you did, how Julio hasn't hit a home run since June 22nd or something like that. So yeah. since since that episode, which was one week ago, he's hit four home runs, right? That is correct. He's hit. Um, he's actually been tearing the cover off the ball, and um, I will after this episode is recorded. Before, it, but before it airs, I will post the video of his home run today. He hit two last night. He hit one earlier today. They had a day game, getaway game. Uh, he got a low slider. It was hanging, but it was down in the zone, eighty-four miles an hour. And listener, you can't see me, but I'll describe it well. I'm doing Julio getting ready to hit the ball. And he hit, he put the easiest swing I've ever seen on a home run ball. Uh, He hit it about 425 feet to the second deck in left field uh, by flicking his wrists. He just kind of like leaned forward a little bit and dropped the bat and Mm -hmm. hit it um, halfway out of the stadium. So Julio, if you're listening, buddy, uh, go to at late night in Seattle on Instagram and watch the video of you hitting that home run because you'll see how easy it is for you to do this. You don't yeah. have to swing so hard like you did in the home run derby. These guys in the real games are pitching way faster, and you just have to put the barrel on the ball because you are a big, strong young man, and you can get it done. I feel like you would be a solid hitting coach because someone needed to tell him that a month and a half ago. He's been swinging his heart out and striking out over and over and over again because he's swinging as hard as he can i mean it's kind of like golf right if you swing as hard as you can you're only going to hit the ball maybe like five yards or ten yards further than if you swing like in control and just hit it well right and julio doesn't need to hit the ball 450 yards he only needs to hit it 380 right to hit a home run so if he just takes a little bit of if he just gives himself a little bit more control, hits the ball solid, he'll be hitting a bunch of home runs. Yeah. Um, well, the reason I'd be a good hitting coach is because I wouldn't actually coach them at all. I would just mental. be the like mental coach. Yes. Um, Julio, since the last time we recorded, has a 270 batting average. He has four home runs, a double, uh, three stolen bases, and he has kind of stopped striking out so much. So um, he's slugging 780 in that time. Sorry, he's slugging 880 in the last week. Uh, he has somewhat completely turned it around as far as I'm concerned. So Small sample size, last, but Small, tiny. Exciting. Oh, minuscule. Very minuscule, exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. And it's all coming at once, which you might say, oh, he's just having a good week. No. 
He's turning it around. He's turning into the MVP candidate, the rookie of the year that we had last year, the guy who actually deserved to go to an all-star game. I think he's actually post-facto justifying his all-star bid uh, with the performance he's putting on right now. And this is maybe a stupid question, but do you think Kelnick not being in the dugout has anything to do with the turnaround? Oh, yeah, that was... um, Lest we forget, dear listener, that was kind of a big deal uh, last time we recorded. Um, gosh, well, his vibes are pretty jacked up. And if it's if we think it's mental problems that are plaguing these guys, then you would say, oh, having a bad vibe. You know, you got Gino Suarez, who's like, good vibes only. But then you got JK over in the corner humming, take me home country roads with just the most jacked up vibes imaginable. Um, I don't want to... I like that song, man. I like that song too, but man, it gets played a lot, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Um, It's almost like it's a song that he came up to when he batted. Yeah. Are you supposed to switch your song? Um, I mean, I don't even think he chooses the song, frankly. I think that, yeah, whatever. I think they choose it. I yeah. think each player chooses the song they get they walk up to. That's a good point. So yeah, uh is it is it Sorry. Jared Kelnick's train, train of thought go back to it. <laughs> yeah, like, I distract what? I distracted you. What were you Yeah, I feel like I just I had a mental reset. Um Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I'd say Jared Kelnick is 100% to blame for why the Mariners weren't good in the first half and his absence is going to wind up being the MVP of the team. Uh, some notes about the pitching, though. Have you seen the Mariners' record in Luis Castillo's starts? Is it uh, um, similar to to Felix Hernandez when he won the Cy Young? It's pretty much just like Felix Hernandez. In Luis Castillo's last 10 starts, he has uh, thrown 61 and two-thirds innings with 3.3 ERA. Not ace stuff per se, but... Still pretty darn good. good. He's averaging over a strikeout per inning, uh, allowing under a 700 OPS, and the Mariners' record in those starts is 3-7. and seven. On... Uh, they lost on... Sorry, this is great. This is really good podcasting, guys. I'm doing live research on the, on the fly. So the reason I bring this up is, is on... Monday, today's Wednesday, on Monday against the Twins to fall the M's fell to fifty and fifty, losing four to three in ten innings. Luis Castillo, his line, seven innings pitched, four hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. He threw 104 pitches to get through seven. Sure, that's kind of a lot, but nine strikeouts, only two walks, four hits. That's less than a one whip. That's pretty good. Um and they lost the game. They only got Jeez. three runs. So um, I feel bad for the guy. Do you? It's weird. It's not like he's on a bad team. Like the Mariners are decent. So we have a, and then the, we're well over 500 without Luis Castillo. The next night, get this, the M's <laughs> win 9-7. to seven. How did George Kirby pitch the next night? Six he runs. He went f- four innings. Five runs. Five yeah, runs. he had nine. He had nine strikeouts, but it took him eighty-nine pitches to get through four innings. As a matter of fact, through three innings, 
he was he had gotten nine outs and he had nine strikeouts. He only struck guys out in the first three innings. The issue is he gave up a home run and five other hits. Um, nine and then the strikeouts won in the four game. innings. Yeah, that's he had cool. nine stri- He had nine strikeouts through three innings. He had three thri- three strikeouts through one, six strikeouts through two, and nine strikeouts through three. But he'd already that's given up amazing. four runs. I know. Is that his fault? I feel like that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any errors. He just kept giving up hits. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. So gosh, were they real you know, hits, or think... were they like were they like dribblers like? past Robinson Cano that he just let go by because he didn't want to make an effort. He gave up two triples for what it's worth. I feel like triples could have been doubles if someone hustled harder on defense. Like any triple could be a double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were these to Teo? Probably to Teo. I bet he was jogging to the corner. Like, you know, he's not sprinting. If it was Jared Kalnick in, in right field, you know those aren't triples. Well, I think it was lefties that got it off of him. Uh, Castro, and then, yeah, Edward Julian. Yeah, they went over to right field. They were both hit to Teoscar Hernandez. So, Teo, get on your horse, buddy. You're making George Kirby look bad. So, I bet they would have been caught by Kelnick. I bet they weren't even... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, let's, should we uh, move Kelnick's on to... Oh, no, I got, I got something else. No, yeah, uh, Kelnick's been out. So, Cade Marlowe, who um, was acquired by the Mariners in exchange for someone recently. Uh, This is such good radio. Uh, He debuted with the Mariners um, earlier this week. He was acquired by (laughs) means... This is almost um, worse than when we were just reading off a <laughs> Wikipedia for the entire episode. Uh, oh, I don't know. He was. <laughs> yeah, hey, that Larry Brown episode is pretty good. Uh, the Mariners acquired Cade Marlowe earlier this year, and he made his major league debut with them. He had his first base hit in his first game, nice. his first home run in his second game, and followed up that home run with a double in his next at bat. And that was in the 9 7 uh, crazy game. So, uh, Jared Kelnick, eat your heart out. I think it took J.K. quite a while to get his first uh, home run, and it only took Cade Marlowe like five at-bats. So I think I know what my lightning round question is. Um, Yeah, shout-out Cade Marlowe. Sorry, my real point there was shout-out Cade Marlowe. Made his debut, got a home run the next day. His family was there. Everyone's happy. We love it. And his name's Cade. All right, and then the, I guess we have a question. It's not technically lightning round, but are we going to make the playoffs? Oh, Fangraph's odds are at 13 point something percent right now. That's uh, better than I thought. Yeah, but we knowing how we, last knowing we how checked. we fight, you know, knowing how the Mariners fight, are we going to make the playoffs? Oh gosh. I think that the Mariners will make the playoffs. Whoa. As they have to go 600 from here on out to get to 91 wins, or 90 wins. And I think they will get the third wildcard spot. They will go to Toronto Toronto again. 
And I think it's going to be be a repeat of last year. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to make the playoffs. But <laughs> no! <laughs> but I'm still rooting for us. I, I hope you're right. That would be awesome. If yeah, that would be the, that would, would be the best. I would sneak across the border and go see the game. Are you not allowed in Canada? Oh, never mind. All right. Let's move on to... Uh... <laughs> We're good. Let's go Just on to uh, our lightning round. Real, real G's move in silence like lasagna, you know? I just don't like, <laughs> you know... I just don't like having to alert the authorities every time I go somewhere, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Now it's and time for the, the lightning round. <laughs> I got our first and second, and then Robbie will give our third lightning round question. The first lightning round question which is lightning fast. Which Seahawk is most likely to see the Barbie movie? Uh, I think that DK Metcalf is. Really? I think that, um, and my evidence to back it up is that uh, I believe him to be a very thoughtful and introspective person, despite some of his personality on the field. Um, I think he's very in touch with, um, you know, I think he's very in touch with yeah, his emotions, and he seems to portray himself, I think, as uh, just a thoughtful person who's interested in pop culture, fashion, and what's hot. And the bar- what's hotter than the Barbie movie right now? So I think DK. No, that's interesting. I went, like, the complete opposite and was thinking Tyler Lockett. And I was oh. thinking he was going to see it with his wife or something. You know, he's like, he just got married. He just got- He's just going to get pulled in and be like, yeah, let's see. Sounds good. Let's go watch it. (laughs) Oh, man. I should have thought about this more because it's like, who has daughters? I think Bobby Wagner has a daughter. I stick with DK. I think he'll go on a date. I think (laughs) think he might go on a date, actually. (laughs) Yeah, when you said DK, I actually felt like that could be the best answer. I would have changed my answer if I... Because in the perspective of the guy that, you know, he bleaches his hair, he has that nose ring, he could, he's, you know, he's, he's open to, to watching a Barbie movie, right? Like, yeah. Tyler Lockett, it's a little bit more conservative, potentially, like, little, who knows, I don't know. So maybe I'm, maybe my answer's wrong, but we'll see. We'll find out. I'll, we'll give you an update when we find out in the Seattle <laughs> TMZ. Yeah, we're going to find that out. That's what we'll do. <laughs> What's the next question, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think will start at cornerback both sides for the Seahawks in week one? Well, Tariq Woolen's on the pup list, right? Currently. What's the deal with that? We got the Oh, because he had the knee surgery. surgery. He had the knee, he had the orthoscopic surgery. So yeah, Woolen's one's gonna start on one side. Um you know, there's. I think that listed first in the depth chart for next year will be Michael Jackson with with <laughs> Woolen. I think it's going to be Woolen, Jackson, and Witherspoon is going to be next up. But I think Mike Jackson is he the safety yeah, no, or is Kobe is Kobe Bryant? Which which dead Kobe's celebrity nickel. is our? Okay, yeah. Um, I get our dead celebrities mixed up all the time. So, yeah, uh, Mike Jackson. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like. I think Witherspoon is most likely to start 
Um, but I could I could totally see Michael Jackson starting. I will. I think I think week one will be yeah. like Michael Jackson, and I think it's Michael Jackson's jo- role until he screws up. It's it's one of those things where it's it's yeah. his until it's not. So I actually I want to just give an addendum to what I said, and I want to say that I think it's going to be Mike Jackson. If if Devin Witherspoon was in camp today, like he signed his contract the moment they presented it to him, I think that the way that they develop players and the way they bring guys along, no matter what, I think it was going to be Mike Jackson's job to not to lose, but it was going to be his role and like what you said with bringing Witherspoon along as a rookie and stuff. I don't think they would throw him straight into the gauntlet, straight into the right. crucible right off the bat. Totally so. agree. I just wanted to add that. We got a final lightning round question that you're going to give. Yeah. Um, who, in your opinion, is going to have a better career? Jared Kelnick or Cade Marlowe? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. No. I, am I laughing? So, I think I have no doubt in my mind that Kelnick's going to have a better career than Cade Marlowe. So, I, I no don't, I don't doubt, see, no doubt. Wow, it's not, it's not even it's not even close. Wow, that's so bold. You know what? Honestly, well, I don't know. I guess I'm looking at Cade's like minor league stats, and he he hit 26 home runs and 25 doubles and 10 triples. In 106 games in 2021, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive, uh, isn't it? In ter- the double. What's impressive? The home runs is very good. Like right, if that was 160 game season, that's like 35 home runs or so, and then yeah, 35 doubles, and then that would have been like 15 triples. It's crazy. It's yeah, good. So for comparison, so- in in Cade Marlowe's first three games. Uh, he is batting 255. Two, I'm sorry, he's batting 273 with a home run, two stolen bases, an RBI, and an 1103 OPS. Hmm. For comparison, in his first three games, Jared Kelnick batted uh, 231 with five strikeouts, one home we, run. We, he had we don't three need RBIs, to but his first <laughs> three RBIs. It was his first three games. We know, we know you, he struggled. We know, <laughs> we know that Kelnick had a rough time in the majors his first two years. His his OPS in his first three games was only 846, and Cade Marlowe was 1106. I, I am making a bold prediction. I think Cade Marlowe is going to have a better career. Okay. Cade Marlowe is also like a few years older than Kelnick. <laughs> like... And and to, a few be, years wiser, some might say. I don't know. I, I looking at Cade's minor league statistics is is giving me second thoughts, but I, I I'm still gonna stick with it. Kelnick's gonna have the better career when he comes back from the you know he's kind of like gonna be a Jeff Kent type of career. He's you know you, you think you think that the um who was widely widely regarded as the best hitting prospect since Bryce Harper is uh, going to have a better career than a career minor league player. That's, that's crazy, dude. 
Cade's only been in the minors for three seasons. It's not like he has sixty-three home runs in the minors. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a lot. That's way more minor league home runs than Jared Kelnick had. Yeah, I don't even have. A, yeah. I actually don't know if that's true. You want to look at Jared? Why don't you look at Jared Kelnick's minor league stats? He's the best like, minor leaguer of all time. Yes, we are live looking this up. Yeah. All right. Two ninety five average, fifty six home runs, fifty stolen bases, two hundred and four. Fifty six home runs. RBI. Yeah, it's pretty good. His batting average is two ninety five. As a minor leaguer, that's better than Kate Marlowe. He couldn't even bat three hundred in the minors, and we brought him up like he was hot stuff. Listeners, help (laughs) us settle this. Cade Marlowe had had oh my gosh, two seventy nine average, sixty three home runs, one hundred and one stolen bases. He's a demon. One hundred and one speed demons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelnick has eighty two doubles in the minors too. (laughs) You know what? I bet if you put Cade Marlowe and Kelnick side by side minor league stats, they're they're both. It's hard to say who's better. I think. Yeah, Cade Marlowe has like a few more home runs. Kelnick has a better batting average. Cade Marlowe has more steals, but Kelnick has a lot of steals too. And then, you know, 82 doubles is, is also really strong from Kelnick. I don't know. That's true. And they're only two years apart in age for what it's worth. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think Cade Marlowe is going to be a big deal. I think Kelnick's also going to be a big deal, though. Wow! So we can trade. Deal. We can trade Teoscar now because we have Cade, right? So if you think about it, who's our outfielders? Right. Well, we'll have Kelnick back, right? Is that you're talking about yeah. next year or talking about right now? When he's back. Well, I, I the, think the, home, the playoffs, be- like the the playoff stretch, like August September. I would think you if if Kelnick's back, you'd want Kelnick, Julio, and Cade Marlowe, assuming he's as good as we're saying he is. Teoscar would be our DH. Oh yes, you solved and that. Would it. solve that would solve the DH problem. You and, solved it. And then Colton Wong will be his three hundred self as a second baseman. Oh, okay. You lost me there. (laughs) He's going to go back to his old self and hit 300, and we're going to be good. He hit a game-tying home run on Monday. It was smacked. It was like a line drive. It it was literally just like a line drive home run. Pinch hit. He pinch hit. I don't know why they pinch hit Colton Wong, but it worked. And we lost the game, but... Anyways, that's a wrap. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to review us. because <laughs> Like and subscribe. We're still five stars. Review. Yeah, we're we looking, want more five-star reviews. We're looking for reviews. our first four. Looking for our first four-star review. Yeah, keep us humble. <laughs> All right, that's late night, guys. We'll see you next time. It's late night in Seattle, and it's getting pretty oh. late. We be out on Capitol Hill where the girls are looking.